Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where one of us is in Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. And that was a really bad Wayne Newton impression. Yeah, I'm happy that, that it was a Wayne Newton and not an actual Elvis Presley impression. But you yeah. could have done a very good Dolph Lundgren impression. <laughs> a little less conversation, a little more action, please. Uh, to be fair, the Wayne Newton impression was based off that party in Beverly Hills where he uh, sounds like shit, like yeah. a real Wayne Newton impression. People doing like impressions of him would do like in his prime where you could tell it's in. Like if you sent me a recording of like that, like no, just audio, I'd have been like, who is that? Yeah. No idea is Wayne Newton. We're, Leo and I went to this launch party in Beverly Hills for a, a BMW that we were, when we were working there and they had fucking Wayne Newton perform. It was just this mansion in Beverly Hills. And yeah, Wayne backyard, Newton and dude. Warren G. And Khalees. And Khalees. Yeah. Khalees. weird. No less than seven months pregnant as well. No less. You're right. No less than seven months pregnant. Khalees. Also, not to skip over the Dolph Lundgren uh, thing. I think everyone should go watch that video on YouTube, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah. What would you even look up? Dolph Lundgren. Did, look, less Dolph conversation. Lundgren a- Dolph Lundgren award show, I think, or like award show Hold performance. On. I think I think it's uh, satisfaction or <laughs> satisfy me. What is it? Satisfy me, baby. Dolph. Oh, literally, it's in my suggested searches. We're gonna see if it's this or not. But the history, Dolph mm-hmm. Lundgren singing. Yeah. Satisfy me. First baby. option: Dolph First. Lundgren sings Elvis, Elvis at Eurovision. Eurovision. So you might have Dol- Dolph Lundgren Eurovision. Um. Yeah, definitely look that out. One of the one of the one of the best videos. Yeah, one of the best videos on the internet. Dolph Lundgren. Absolutely. Check it at out. This award show. Eurovision. Eurovision. This is a little taste. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. And then it was great. like a minute fifty-three into it, like Ari. Like, yeah, wa- watch it. Uh, he breaks uh, ice. <laughs> he drums. Yeah, dude, he breaks bricks. He breaks like, ice so bricks. Doing amazing. too much. Like the start of the video. Like I, I didn't research the clip to know this for a fact, but like there's this guy in a camera with like completely dark, and there's just like torches in the background to, for light, yeah. and he's like speaking some european language i don't know and he's like Dolph Lundgren. and then you hear the fucking elvis music come on the speakers like like the little conversation and he's like little less conversation and watch the video i can't i can't stress like so like it's it's mostly sing talking and then he tries for the big notes and like it's the best like come on come on yeah i gotta come on come on Dude. it's so bad it's yeah. so bad and then, and then so they're bad. like hey Dolph why why don't you do everything you can do yeah like, he's like you, mean, sure, you want me to do a little karate yeah, yeah do that brings us some bricks breaks some bricks yeah. they're like hey can you play the instruments well I can play the drums all yeah. right go to rip a drum solo for like 10 seconds and yeah kids back up <laughs> like right just in time for the come on come on yeah come on all right bro um Good stuff. Uh, how's Vegas yeah, treating I, you, bud? Yeah, I am in Vegas. That's not real. And 
I always have to say this and like, I can't tell if it, you tell me if it sounds like a flex or not, mm. but like, to me, it sounds like I'm like clarifying that like, Hey, I'm not here to party. Like everyone's like, Oh, Vegas. What do you, I'm, this is my response. Yeah. But I, I grew up here. I'm just visiting friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. By the way, speaking, <laughs> speaking of which Vegas is, uh so expensive like That's so hot. it has gotten so expensive the strip is expensive yes i'm not spending i'm not i mean i mean i went to the dispensary and we got some yeah. edibles that were yeah, fucking strong true. as hell dude swear to god and they're just out of reach otherwise i would grab them right now but i got two edibles one packet of vegan gummies the yeah. other a dark chocolate espresso like peruvian dark chocolate espresso THC infused bar. Yeah, I love the artisanal flavoring. And 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 the 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 I, the first night I tried the gummies, the, they're like blood orange flavor, which is like oh, so good. The first night I I had the gummy, and on the package it says fast acting, and now I feel you didn't feel like edibles make that claim. I agree. Within ten minutes, it was it was hit. Yeah, I swear I, that like that's unprecedented for an edible. Maybe less some- than ten minutes. Yeah, I had I some like, like that. Yeah, I had some like that. They were they're called the um, they were like the hexagonal ones. Uh, there's like hexagonal. Yeah, hexagonal. Um, uh, they were like blue raspberry, and they said fast acting. Mm. And I took well half of one, and within 15 minutes, I was like, oh man, I'm so high. This is cool, right? Um, but you know, no, I would they they're only 10 milligrams per piece, but I was high the entire day. Took these yeah. about uh probably like 2 p.m. or so oh, wow. lasted the entire day then wake up that i took those friday night mm-hmm. the morning or friday afternoon obviously the morning of the fights because these fights were a morning card which and and if you're in the pacific coast it was truly a morning card yeah, 8 like 9 a.m prelim time oh 9 a.m i took it maybe like after the first fight or something a piece of the espresso one. I thought that's the perfect. I'll say, I'll do these. I'll do the espresso infused. Kind of wake me up. That one took a while. That one didn't up. hit for like an hour and a half or so. Mm-hmm. But same thing lasted the entire day. I was like, "Come on, dude! Like the strength of these edibles is out of control." It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, yeah, you get your money's worth. I can't like. Well, well, you get what you pay for, you know. Right, you get you get what you pay for, champ. You know, uh, dude, like. I, and, I, and I was talking to some friends back home and I was like, yeah, what the, just they're, they're, they were talking about Vegas being expensive too. I was like, yeah, but I'm not yeah, just in um, the strip. Like, just on the strip, just like the food has, has gone up oh. exponentially higher. Yeah. I, I remember going there and I, I was going there for um, uh, to see Coheed there. And mm-hmm. I just, we decided to stay for like an extra couple of days. Um, my friend had the hookup. But yeah, food was like super the most expensive. I was like, damn, yeah, super expensive than it used to be. But anyway, anyway, you know what else is expensive? Fights, fights in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, let's talk about these fights. So we actually didn't even discuss what prelim we wanted to talk about. That's okay. I thought we were going to touch on the uh, yeah. Uh, we definitely touched on a few of them. We I thought also- we were going to touch on the main card from last week. Well, I was just saying, well, let's talk about some highlights. And this is like, I don't know if we need to run down the whole main car, but I definitely want to talk about because those fights were incredible, I thought. And like the way the main event ended had people feeling some type of way. Actually, with both of these fights, if yeah, I'm honest, I was gonna say, yeah. like I thought these fights were pretty good. 
the yeah. London card from last night and or yesterday, you know, yesterday morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. But people were like, "Oh, these fights were trash." I'm like, "Hey, don't be a fucking snob." <laughs> I mean, Pat, Patty and uh, I don't know. Patty I think well, I think people were, were yeah, great. Oh yeah, I think people were spoiled from the last London card where it was just like banger after banger. Yeah, but dude, you had some of the same. You you had Mohammed Mohayev fucking beating the shit out of that guy. I mean, I don't think it finished him, but that's just because the guy was tough as hell. But he was running him ragged for 15 minutes. Like I, I think uh I think also seeing um Paul Craig's um like fight technique so high. Yeah I can hear that. Yeah you can hear the dogs those are our those are our good friend Dotson's dogs who yes. of our listeners Dotson Dotson and uh, Juice used to host uh a show called Mixed Martial Opinions. Uh, yeah, that's where Juice I'm is pretty thing. sure only Zim still listens. Basically, right. people that used to listen to MMO, not a lot carried over to that's okay. Um, FWM slash but we, we love Zim. Uh, Dodson may or may not make an appearance. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think that the, the starting off the main card with Paul Craig, um, literally yes. just. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean you know when it happened last time it was so like wow i can't believe this is you know so like the switcheroo um but this one it was like man you're really 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 trying for this whole i mean he was close a couple times yeah but the the, the i think the ankle mm-hmm. lock or the ankle um the was hook. like the closest i guess maybe um but outside of that i was like okay like we we get we get it paul like yeah Volkan was almost like Derek Lewis in the sense that, like, and someone who, like, knows jiu-jitsu better can do a better breakdown, but I don't think, like, a lot of his escapes were, like, super technical. It's just, like, let me get away and disengage as fast as possible. Like, jiu-jitsu yeah. does, like, trying to, like, jiu-jitsu doesn't work on me type of thing. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get me engaged. But um, do you want to you wanna talk about a specific prelim, or do you want to talk about the fights, the highlights from the last card? Uh, mm, why not both? Okay, well, let's. Uh, well, I don't want to pull up the other main card. I just want. I have say. the other main card here. Don't worry. Oh about yeah. All right. Um, so the big. It. I think the high, biggest highlight um, from last week's card yeah, uh, was obviously um, the Brian Ortega uh, arm pull, whatever the shoulder mess up. But the other big one, uh, the biggest one, was Matt Schnell uh, coming back from the dead. Oh, on that's his feet. right, dude. Um, Fucking hell. Yeah, and just murdered. Um, so he was out on the there's... feet for like a split second m- multiple times. Yeah. Like he would be like rocked and then the next punch would wake him yeah. up and then he would go back to sleep and then it would like, like the fucking ref didn't know what to do. It was sort of like Ch- Pat Berry, Chet Congo. Like Chet Congo was out a few times, but would go back to life. And then the minute the Chet Congo fucking clocked Pat Berry, he was out for good. Matt Schnell did a similar thing where he was like, okay, I'm out, but let me just weather the storm and fucking pull guard or whatever he did to get that triangle and it was nasty dude yeah, nasty and then, and then uh suma darji darji mm-hmm. yeah his uh his face was super super nailed bloody. it and also for me um the the other fight that that everyone thought was going to be like fireworks which ended up being a pretty good technical fight was the shane burgos jo- jordan versus burgos and how honestly, did you score that fight i i gave it to burgos only okay. be, but but i will say that uh, Jordan really turned on the Jets in that third round, like really yeah. turned on, like too late. But yeah, I think everyone can agree it all goes down to how you scored the first round, and it's definitely close enough that I wouldn't say robbery. The first right. round was pretty close, but I think I gave it to Jordan. 
Yeah, but Jordan one hundred percent won that third round. One hundred percent won the third, and Shane one hundred percent won the second. Yeah, so that was that was crazy. Um, Amanda Lemos uh, getting the tap from Michelle Watterson. Uh, let's see, uh, Laura Murphy. Oh yeah, uh, that making... was a weird situation too with with Amanda Lemos, where like the ref didn't see it, but Michelle yeah. was like super honest about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, and that's then, uh, nice. Uh, Laura Murphy uh, just making Misha uh, Tate's face look like it always looks when she gets punched that. in the face. Made my dick sad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, so those are the those are the highlights. I thought it was a pretty. I mean, like I said, the the like I said, I hadn't said anything yet. The <laughs> the like I'm about to say main card. Of the, sorry, the main event of that you know have, have ending with with Brian Ortega. Also, not remembering that Brian Ortega had two shoulder surgeries uh, was. I know I, when he said it, I was like, oh shoot! And then I remember when he was out too, because I think he was out after the Clay Guida fight when we saw him at 199. Yeah, because it was like, whoa, got this amazing fine knee knockout over this legend, and then it was like crickets for a while. And I think it was because he had this shoulder surgery. Yeah, but uh, overall, I mean, that card was a pretty good, pretty good card. Yeah, uh, yesterday's card was, uh, I thought it was was okay. I mean, I I, I watched most some of the prelims, a pretty good amount of the main card. Um, I do want to talk about um, Mason Jones versus Ludovic Klein. Um, yeah. What a banger of a fight. Uh, surprisingly enough, I was looking on the UFC's website and they don't have a fight of the night for yesterday. Uh, I guess they just gave out a bunch of performances of the night. Um, I'm surprised that this one didn't get it. Uh, or even uh, Nathaniel Wood and Charles Rosa. I'm surprised that didn't get anything. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, I thought Nathaniel Wood Charles Rosa was definitely deserving of fight of the night. Even you can make a case for Paul Craig Vulcan Uzdemir, which is kind of crazy to me because a lot of people in the fight pick league were choosing that as fight of the night because we have the bonus now. And yeah. I was like, you guys, Vulcan's going to just like beat Craig within an inch of his life and uh, Paul Craig's going to grab a submission. There'll be a performance bonus for Paul Craig, not a fight, yeah, of, the fight of the night. But turns out they were not correct because of what it was, but it, like it ended up being a fight of the night worthy fight. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, a little bit Klein, uh, just amazing in that second round, just jumping up and kicking Mason Jones right in the head. Uh, I believe that's what the kick was. Um, but that was a really good war. Um, so, you know. yeah, Mason Jones comes from uh, Cage Warriors, and I heard him on um, Meepo Molly's podcast that was short lived. I don't think she's doing it still, but it used to call, be called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Part of me feels it. like it'll probably come back now that she's bought by Dave Portnoy. Like, well, she probably would have moved. She probably did something with Barstool. Like she's probably... going. I think she. No, I think they're going to do something with her. Like I think it's okay. going to be revamped. Like they just signed with them like not too long ago. I I, I don't even okay. know how it even works. Like Barstool, like as as a promotion, I don't really quite understand what Barstool does. It's a sports network, I think. Or to be honest with you, no fucking idea. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, they. They um, hit her. Sorry, Molly and and Patty are now associated with it uh, heavily. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I think she'll probably start a podcast back up uh, again. Nice. Um, yeah, Dave Portnoy was at the fights, and like it's always unfortunate when you try and get like a a, a non MMA fan to watch a card with you, and like things happen where like the main event is fucking weird injury thing, and like Dave Portnoy is there, like whatever whenever Patty won or, or Molly and then he was like hoisting them up and it was like, Dave fucking Portnoy. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I should have had a V eight. Yep, that's how I feel. Um, what's your V eight? What was your uh, prelim pick? You know, I probably wasn't Nathaniel Wood. I'm just kind of going through. Although I did really like, like I said, I want to I want to give credit to the um, Mohammed Mokhayev versus Charles Johnson. Like Mohammed Mokhayev ran fucking well, Charles. Before we go any further, hold on a second. Before we go any further, we cannot go any further without talking about Charles Johnson's hair. Bro, atrocious. Yeah. Absolutely atrocious. I, I texted, I tweeted out, it, it looks so bad too. And like Jesse was like, I thought that was Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the shape of his head. I I mean, like it was bad. I, I was the bad. whole time I was like, what is this? It was like his head had a soul patch with a goatee. Like the back <laughs> of his head was like a face with no eyes or nose. And I had like a weird ass soul patch that led into this goatee. It was just like a little patch of hair with like some fluff coming out yeah, and so, dyed it green. There were some parts where like, it was like, you could see it through like the camera angle was kind of low and you could see the light through it. I was like, what is happening? It's Dude, so bad. It was like. It was like he was trying to get remembered for that, like to get attention. Yeah, it kind do, of looked like. Do you he... remember there was this uh, um, American Idol contestant back in the day? His name was like Sanjaya or something. Yeah, I remember Sanjaya. He just used to like he had long hair knot. and just used to like do well. He he would do a top knot like when he was trying to be whatever. But usually he would do some sort of fuck funky thing where it was like off to the side and like it was different every week to try and yeah. be like getting votes that way. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, people just remember you for being a fucking weirdo. Yeah, Char- like, yeah, Charles Johnson looked like he glued carpet to the back of his head. <laughs> I mean, like it was bad. Well, I, like, like maybe there's like a spot that he needed to cover up, and he had like a swatch. He was redoing his house, had a swatch of carpet. He was like, okay, this will work. He looked like a crackhead somehow. Like, like just I, I don't know. It was weird. I, I was like, well, I saw him, and I wanted to give him money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bad. sir, you're not asking, but I think you need this. Um, but uh. I mean, it was it was a good fight, but I, I just really so hard to not focus on his hair the entire yeah. time. Um, and it was hard. I was like, for... how does someone with that hair? I'm just gonna take down defense. <laughs> yeah, but but um, Mikhaev was on his back for a good amount of the yeah. fight. He was he was getting that carpet right in his face. I have to give a shout out to this beer. Um, I'm gonna be vague since they don't sponsor us, but if they do, we'll obviously give them a plug. But this is um, the name of it starts with a V, rhymes with schmictory. And the name <laughs> is sort of like, like n- not silver, but. And then it's two words. The first word is like not silver. And then like chimpanzee, but like not specific this is the weirdest advertiser we've it's ever golden had. monkey by victory I... <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird the weirdest thing most vague we've ever had on this show but if victory wants to sponsor us you know where to listen give them a proper plug yeah please but by the way i absolutely hate every every broadcast we're like probably i the smoothest iron liquid gold in in the in the world or whatever like what a contract he signed no yeah yeah what a anyway. contract um do you have any other things to say about um the the fight no but yeah right. other than it was just like i, I really think mohammed mohayev is like a prospect to watch in that division he's so good and exciting and not like he's dagestani but grew up in manchester like he's obviously a phenomenal wrestler 
But he can strike too, and he doesn't just lean on the wrestling. Was and I think he had a long that, amateur career too. Was he the one that had a problem with uh, with Patty Co- before? That's Ilya Tuporia. Oh, Ilya Tuporia. Then they're in like the same way. This is flyweight. Okay. Um, he actually had a problem with Cody Durden, the racist motherfucker. That was his last opponent. Oh. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He like he you like I don't know if he had like just gotten signed when Cody Durden said that racial shit about the Chinese guy, or if it was like around the same time. But he definitely was like, I want to fight Cody Durden. Like, why say this bullshit? It's not about country. It's not about whatever. It's like, and he he was like, one aerial show. He's like, that's the fight I want. They gave it to him, and then he, I think he hit him with like a flying knee, and then subbed him or something. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a great like finish by Mokayev. But yeah, this fight was just bananas. Yeah. Um, was that the uh, Mountain Dew Lemonade? Yeah, Mountain Dew Spark with Red Lemonade. I want to try the. I was just at Target right before we Sponsor. recorded. Sponsor. Um, yeah, Mountain Dew doesn't listen. They have the Baja Blast Gold. I think it's like pineapple, and I was like, definitely want to try that. I do. I the, want to try the, the one the that had it. The coolers one. near the uh, um, checkout. Mm-hmm. It was off, and I was like, I don't want no fucking warm ass room temperature Mountain Dew. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nobody wants warm soda. Some people do. Um, all right, so obviously so contradictory. Gonna... Nobody wants it. Some people do. <laughs> it's a gross thought. Anyway, um, so we're moving on to the main <clears throat> the main card. Uh, Paul Craig. I mean, we kind of already talked about it as far as Vulcan Ustamir. Um, Paul Craig was really just trying to, really, really just making him come down to the guard um as much as he possibly could it was very interesting i uh it may it made paul craig a little bit go down a little bit in my stock just the way that he was fighting um yeah it was like he knows i see i like when paul craig tries although i would say his striking didn't look bad and there was right a, there was a point when i felt like he was out striking vulcan not entirely just for this one moment and i was like okay but for the most part i felt like as soon as he got knocked down he was like okay, come baby. And Vulcan was like, I'm not playing your game. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, good good on Uzdemir. I'm interested to see where, I mean, it's light heavyweight, so I don't really know where they're going to go. Either of them are going to go from here. I mean, obviously, I mean, they're, neither of them are ranked at the moment, yeah? No. So. Wait, Paul Craig and Vulcan, they were like eight and nine. Oh, wow. Well, they should get That was like the whole thing. It was like... <laughs> It makes sense for the rankings. I see. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, like I said, I thought the fight was was okay. I mean, not, nothing compared to the next fight, um, Molly McCann versus. Oh, dude, man, Meatball really came, showed up. Um, she really did, and I, I was worried that Hannah's like strength might be a problem for some reason. And then at one point, the broadcast that pointed out, I think it was John Gooden. He was like, "Feels like a meaningful amount of time since Molly McCann's." Um, fought somebody that where she's not giving up reach and like that's good but you also like that's a sway in molly's favor but you also think like maybe the reach disadvantage like her having to overcome that has been good for her style or whatever that maybe you know what i mean like she would be complete but no she landed that flurry with the spinning elbow kind of becoming her thing I hope that it's not in a way where she like looks for it and gets countered in a really bad way. Yeah, part of me feels like she, she could because of the way that it, it came out. And Paul Felder said like I, uh, she almost landed another spinning back elbow, and I was like, I'm pretty sure she did land it. Uh, that's yeah. not what knocked the girl. No, that's not what knocked her right. out. Um, I think it was a stiff right that knocked her down to the ground. Um, yeah, 
But, well, uh, and and the, the, the spinning elbow didn't land flush. <clears throat> I think it maybe caught the forearm or whatever. So yeah. maybe that's why Paul Felder's like, he would he would land a lot of like spinning elbows and shit. So I think he's like... That's fair, yeah. The fact that it almost would land. But yeah, she, she, she did a really great job. Um, I mean, it was spectacular. Very, very dynamite performance. Really, really blew the roof off the O2. Got everyone excited. Um, you know, super stoked for the next fight to see Ale- Alexander Gustafson just get the fuck beat out of him. um yeah that okay dude that was not not good (laughs) like i was thinking too like because nikita krylov if you look at his record he's kill or be killed like loss or win he's going is it's gonna get a finish like the only decision in his entire career and i noticed ufc entire career was glover like recently and so I was like, that's a fucking bad man, dude. That's a scary man. And then with Gus, I was like, okay, that makes me worried for him. But Gus, I don't think Gus is, well, okay. I was saying he's not, he's not never been finished. Anthony Johnson definitely knocked him out. But Anthony Johnson knocks everybody the fuck out. But I was like, Alexander Gustafson normally doesn't get knocked out. Like it should be, I don't know, in his favor. That right. he, he did a stanky leg. Like, it was so clean, that knockout. I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah. To do yeah. that to someone like Gus, granted, like, his best days are behind him, like, well behind him, but still, he's got a tremendous amount of reach and, and definitely <clears throat> a good striker. Yeah, last night was a lot of proof for Gus to maybe the that definitely his best days are behind him. Um, you know, it's just tough, tough, tough loss for him, you know? Tough, he tough got, he got loss. The fuck out. Um, Especially in his latter part of his career when he's like flirted with heavyweight a little bit. Like, maybe I'll go up to heavyweight. Maybe I'll do this. It's right. like. Anywho, well, moving on to another sensational fight was the Patty Pimlin Jordan, uh, the Monkey King <sighs> of it. Now, that first round was really good. Uh, yeah. Jordan was really like the, the grappling exchanges were really quite nice. Um, and I was like, okay, like we got something going here. Like this seemed yeah. to be pretty competitive. And then Patty just really, really showed up in that second, that second round. And so, I mean, the, the, I'm out of the, the tea bag as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the arm triangle, I mean, sorry, the, 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 the leg, the, sorry, the leg triangle um, catching the arm was, I mean, amazing stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, he's literally down one arm and there's nothing you can do in that situation. They're going to choke. Yeah um are you talking about the body triangle the, the body, body triangle, triangle, the body triangle yeah, getting exactly. the, yeah yeah because they were referencing jens pulver bj penn on the broadcast and that's literally what happened like i think that like patty's was more sneaky if i remember like it just sort of got caught in the scramble he took advantage of it but like bj when he fought jen like you could see him lift the leg to grab it it was like okay i'm doing i'm doing this yeah and it it it, it um you know it's a good submission you know and i mean like you know you gotta love the sportsmanship for them both of them and also like you know i mean yeah i love that jojo was like oh fuck he got me like he wasn't upset yeah like he took the tea bag like he was like okay he's gonna do it like i know yeah he said he was gonna do it yeah um and also like you know as us being huge advocates for um mental health here i mean like i mean patty saying what he said on the broadcast was pretty pretty powerful stuff i know dude and that's that's another thing that was like We've talked about how, like, I want to like Patty because he's Molly's friend and, like, I used to like him. 
but he's such a shit stand on Twitter and says like some <clears throat> fucking problematic things all the time, and it's that is so true. annoying. And like that post fight interview was so important and so poignant. Like, got got um, our friend Jesse a little choked up, and like, yeah, it was it was you know, it was good. It was really good. It it was you know obviously circumstances be the most important thing because obviously someone had just you know they literally just done it um just a couple of days before the fight um but you know you can't you can't knock that advocacy at all um you know and, and you know he 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 brought a very specific thing because obviously mental health affects uh, men and women but yes. he just brought a very specific like male you know hey we need to talk um yeah a lot more and 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 it's true you know um and, and he know, was talking about his friend he made it personal yeah well that was, that was what i'm saying i said like circumstances kind of were for him because they literally had it just happened um so you know he's going to a funeral next week for this person um but you know you can't you can't hate the guy for saying what he said and and you know it's very very important to say you know start talking to anyone anyone, yes. anyone. and we um I don't know. Also, I don't know if you saw this. This might kind of take us off on a little tangent. Uh, the new uh, mental health number, the 988, I think it was. Yes. Apparently, not so good. What do you mean? Um, I guess whenever you report, you you go on the web, there's a, it, it's kind of, uh, you get scrutinized a little bit, apparently, so, so, from what I've seen. Uh, some people have said that they kind of get a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more um, invasive than just someone to talk to, I guess uh apparently that's from what i've heard from since it's gone live a couple of people huh. reported that that it's been a little less um less helpful and a little bit more um quick on the draw to you know do something that some people are not ready for as far as like aggression um got it of, of attacking the idea that you're mentally mentally that's unfortunate apparently i mean you could do your research on it I, I saw a post about it um and you know obviously it's the internet so sometimes people just say what they want but i just you know anyone out there you know our dms are open about that stuff we always talk about that as yes. much as we can and um you know it's um it's hard it's it's a yeah it's good on patty for calling attention to it you know yeah well said uh now moving on to uh the Chris next Curtis. Fight. uh i mean uh, it's weird it's weird uh jack hermanson's like excuse at the end of the fight saying like you know i was supposed to fight darren till was like the first thing that came out of his mouth which i was like that's a weird thing to say yeah um, yeah uh you know he's like i'm sorry guys but which which is kind of weird to think like i wonder how that fight would have gone now that i'm thinking about it's it like darren till's more more of a striker as well like what what was the game plan there yeah yeah because he was really avoiding um chris curtis's but but you know i mean the the footwork and and everything that jack hermanson and don't get me wrong hermanson was just fighting on his back foot like that's the thing it wasn't like he was he was moving away a lot but he still was throwing strikes like it wasn't like he was running the entire time i think he like i said he was just, he was just attacking on his back foot a lot of the time so oh, i know so, I mean, good on Hermanson for winning. We'll see where he goes from here. I think the Darren Till fight is probably what's going to be next. It makes the most sense. Although, apparently, Darren Till's out for a year now, I think. That's what they're saying, maybe. Oh, um, uh, really? Yeah. So, and, and speaking of people being out for a year, uh, who knows what the fuck happened to Tom Aspinall's knee, but God dang. 
Bro, that was another thing too, like so disappointing. Yeah. And like we talked about this off mic. Two, or did we talk about off mic? I can't yeah. remember this point. Well, uh, well yeah. Two we back to back main events. Yeah. Where it ends a weird TKO injury in the first yeah, round. Yeah, first round. Yeah. I mean, like we're talking, you know, just giving the whole entire world blue balls, like, um, and I mean the entire world, not even people that just watch MMA. Yeah, literally so the entire so world. Someone's like, oh, right, okay. right. Whenever he started grabbing his leg, they're like, oh, oh, okay, all right. That's how my blue balls are. They're very painful. Oh, look at this. Oh, look who's this stranger walking we in. A, we got a special guest coming in. Let's see if he can move him to the side. Let me uh, let me take oh. my headphones out so we can hear you. Oh yeah, hey, oh, it's the Dotsonator. We call him the Dotsonator. Oh, I wish right. I knew you're coming. I should have texted you. Hey, can you grab me Whatever. a beer? Come and have a seat. Because <laughs> I finished my other one. Yeah, please. Yeah, let's please. do that next story. Somehow oh, sleeping through all of your all of my fuckery chicanery. I don't you can't. think I can you can't hear you. Oh, yeah, Oh no, it's the headphone. Is it the headphones juice? No, he's speaking. Uh, just I took out the headphones and the audio probably needs to be adjusted. We're doing this on the fly. Go down to move I haven't and spoke then do audio settings and oh, switch the spoke. default uh, oh, speaker right. to um, what I'm assuming is your laptop. Oh, oh, oh. I like that we're doing technical difficulties I online. I, I just realized, yeah. Wait, Let's speaker. See, it should be the real tech audio. Yeah. Nope. Can't hear me at all. Oh, no. Oh, it came oh, back. Right, right. It just oh, okay. came through. All right. Okay. okay. A little delayed. Hey. hey, hey, I'm here. Leo, how are you? What's up, Dotson? How are Literally, we're talking about the top of the show. Oh, really? Because Leo referenced MMO. Wow, it took you that long to get to this point? Hey, man. It's not, it, have you heard our show? We go off on tangents all the yes. time. Yeah. We take forever. Have you seen the new Black Panther trailer? Uh, no, I haven't. Wakanda uh, forever. Have so. you seen the new Fraser trailer? Hell yeah. <laughs> Fraser. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Sell it and scramble it. May 2025, May. No, mm. Whoever posted that show just said, the blues are calling because they yeah. had a salad and they had scrambled eggs and it just said the blues are calling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, made me cry. Adasa, did you watch any of the fights yesterday? I did. So I saw. I think almost, all the prelims. Didn't I see all the prelims? And I think I missed because because main that. card started at noon. I think at that point you're like, ah oh, man. I yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I forgot it was going to go as long as it did. Um, and then I think <laughs> I missed the the patty fight. Okay. Right. That's the only one I think I missed. Just I how you, were, you were like acknowledging Dave Portnoy. Oh yeah, that. Wow, you really hate him. Like, yeah. What's he doing there? Oh, he's he's a. I hope all of your listeners like him. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know our, our boy T Cross is actually a big fan of Dave Portnoy. Uh, no, yeah, I just don't like Dave Portnoy. He's not a good person. But hey, smart investor because didn't both yeah. of his peoples win? Yeah, one hundred percent. And Molly McCann did the. And, and, the and fuck the I would say I, I like I him it. for that because they're two of the biggest stars in the UFC, especially in the UK scene. Mm-hmm. They, I think Molly makes more now because she's been long, longer. Mm-hmm. She might make like forty and forty, like forty to show, forty to win, forty k. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like Patty oh. Pimblet, twelve k. Still, was contract his contract signing is popping that whole arena. Yeah. 12k and 12k is it because his last name is pimblet and that sucks <laughs> yeah they're like pimblet. Well, this Fuck this you. is the this is the third fight on his contract yeah so he's 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 up to re-up Jesus yeah Christ. i guess they go- come on As wait a- Dotson, i'm sorry you Victory, watched you, sorry, Dotson, you watched the event and you forgot out. that the events were six to seven hours long 
I did. I did forget. Okay. <laughs> Legitimately forgot. Um, no, and that's the only one I missed. Even though I was like, you asked me what time, and I was like, well, the main card doesn't start till noon. The preamp started at nine. You know what the issue was? I misunderstood, and I'll openly admit this. I just misunderstood the difference between main card and main event. I don't know from an That's right. I, that's right. Because the first fight in the that's right. Because you saw the Paul wow, Craig, the first fight in the main card, and you were like, that's it? And I'm like, no, that's, that's the end. That's the main card, but there's more, more to come on the main card. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, of course, I saw the last fight. Yeah. It's very short. And at yeah. the end of it, you were uh, like, and at the end of it, you were just like, is that it? Yeah. And then I was like, is that it? And we're yeah. like, yes. So, yeah. We were talking how it, it sucks because, like, whenever you, it feels like it in like life, like the MMA gods don't give a fuck about anyone. Like, when you're trying to show like a non MMA fan on MMA card, it something weird like that happens. And it's like, not that you would have necessarily, because like when, when they're like back and forth brawls, I don't know if that's like your thing anyway, but like, I feel like you would have maybe enjoyed it a little bit more than just like fucking feeling out process and then, oh, my knee, <laughs> like yeah. immediately ending. Although I was really interested in that he stepped all weird on it. It looked painful. We were analyzing the replays like there's a Pruder film. Yeah. Like, I think I rewinded. I was like, see, the knee grazed the other knee. Like we were... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where it connected. Turns out, second kicker. Yeah, there was a second kicker on the grassy knoll. Yeah, right there, right where I lost my virginity. <laughs> uh, you have yeah. told that story. I so, mean, not the, like an extensive version the, of the story. Right, right, right. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, the Black Try Panther was on the Forever trailer. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, yeah. You to talk about your virginity for a little bit? No, I was just I lost it outdoors on the on a grassy hill. On a grassy knoll. Yeah, on the, and we call it the grassy knoll. Mm. um yeah there um there's a cover of kendrick mars all right in the trailer and then just (laughs) yeah okay i got it i'll check it out i'll make sure to yeah we were talking i'm not i'm not ready for um the parts of like chas chadwick boseman that are going to be in the the new black panther have they confirmed that by the way? He's he's definitely they're gonna put it, he's gonna be in some parts of it, yeah. He well, might. there definitely was a mural in the trailer, right? And I feel like so I actually read he today, filmed some this stuff is no, before. I don't think he, he filmed anything. Really? I remember there being reports like a few months before he passed, that, like he was filming. Maybe he did, Black maybe because they didn't know his prognosis. So maybe he filmed something, but the official synopsis says that like after the death of T'Challa. Like it's oh, not geez. there's there's no secret, there's no spoiler. Yeah, right. Got it. Yeah. The movie's about dealing with his death. Oh, right. 100%. And there's Namor, the Submariner, who was one of my favorite comic book characters growing up as a little uh, kid. He's great. Yeah. Ask well, version of Aquaman. It's great. <laughs> I'm very excited for um, this MMA podcast that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. The fight was fun. The fights were fun. Good. I was, trying, I was trying it to find like a. I thought it was it's not a bad thing. I was just like, wow, people really stick this out. That means. <laughs> yeah, we do. We watched the fights where, like, when you look at the arena, there's like two people. Yeah. The seats. We've we've been to those fights. We've been yeah we've so been those two we've been those two people. When you went to <laughs> Vegas or whatever, you were there for like the whole day. Yeah. Or was that different because you had women with you and they wanted to? No, we we so, no, so we. we so we were there the international fight week ufc 213 mm-hmm. i feel like because we stood in line for so long to get a picture of like cody garbrand and mm. and like tisha torres and rocky like we may have missed the first couple of fights yeah. i have to go back and look at that card 
but like you know we were getting situated i remember like getting tacos i remember that being like a big thing where i was like i need to get some food let me get these tacos i had a nice grapefruit ipa i remember these tacos. Mm-hmm. yeah he really i always remember food. the food at events like i remember at the forum i had this beautiful black bean burger like black bean veggie I burger think I, know Sean, but I think i had the same uh, thing when we saw kesha and my sister saw um machine gun, machine gun kelly yeah. recently mm-hmm. and i was like good? easily top five venues that i've been to four it's a great yeah probably I saw number one venue. we saw msg is an absolute dump we saw <laughs> two there and we were on the Hugh floor two? yeah we saw huge too I, I saw Bellator 170, just Hunted and Tito Ortiz. And I always had floor seats for that. Yeah. So how are you, Leo? I'm good, man. I'm just periscoping you guys. I was are you is that space work binoculars that you got on there? Yeah, just looking at you guys. Good looking cheeks. Um uh how's Texas? Hot, dude. It's fucking yeah. hot, dude uh we have had i think it's uh 27 days in a row of 100 degree days it's been pretty pretty dang hot and- the fucking weather i just got a text from united airlines oh who's who i'm flying back with in a couple of days they're like hey just so you know no cancellations yet but there is severe weather in the I'm northeast like, saying you're like, don't fucking scare me like that luckily <laughs> well dude but that way when they cancel they're like don't say we didn't warn you well i'm just i'm just saying they're gonna they're like so many cancellations from all airlines uh have been happening like for the past three or four months so remember how we both had a cancellation from spirit within the oh spirit? yeah that was that was August 2021. That wasn't mm. that was just under a year ago. But that was no, that was the first one. That was when everyone was like, haha, that's why you don't fly spirit. And then and then it started going down. Way. American, uh, Delta, all of them started canceling their flights. And everyone's like, oh, I guess it's everyone. Here's a serious question, Juicy. Why are you flying back differently than what you flying, flew in on? Uh, because I booked on Travelocity. Have you no loyalty? I'm a, I'm a frugal. He's frugal. Oh, got it. He's frugal. Uh I literally was like checking flights. I think I was looking at kayak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was probably about to book with spirit. I was actually like mad about it because I was like, people still do it. I don't see experience why. Experience wasn't good, but this is the cheapest one. It's and then I was texting my mom. Hold and on. Like, you guys, you guys talk among yourselves. Give me one second. Wait. Okay. He's going to go. That's Give me fine. one second. Oh, I think he has diarrhea. Yeah. We were, <laughs> I was like texting my mom trying to coordinate everything so they could come up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, make sure you, I'm gonna, this is not how my mom sounds like at all, but I feel like, <laughs> make sure you track Travelocity, get the best deals. God. And I <laughs> looked, no. and it was like a hundred bucks cheaper oh. on Travelocity. I was like, absolutely doing this. Or maybe like 50, but like when you're trying to shop airlines, like that's a, that's pretty significant. Um, Cool. I, I think I booked for like two ninety nine, and the the prices were definitely in the high three hundreds. I fly Southwest or bust. Yeah, same. I'm flying Southwest on uh, on Tuesday. I don't fly enough for me to like have like same a, a, an airline that I'm like okay yeah I just whatever's cheapest and it usually is whatever mm-hmm. I find. But what was I gonna say? American Airlines on the way. Lovely. It right. was lovely. Oh, you're a patriot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super patriot. 
Um, everyone on the plane was wearing MAGA hats. Oh, nice. The even the stewardesses, dude. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, they're dude. MAGA pins. Where? They're like make airlines great again. They're wearing yeah. flags. On yeah. there, there's Trump flags like all on the cart on the bar cart. Yeah, when they were doing the safety stuff, they were like, and make sure you also drain the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> Wall's not gonna build itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wall's not gonna build itself. They're like, and if you're sitting next to Sleepy Joe, hit him in the dick for me. Sleepy Joe. Yeah, like Sleepy Joe would be on a fucking American Airlines flight. <laughs> he would not. <laughs> um all right. All right. So look, the fights yeah. were fun. Uh ooh, my favorite fight oh. was probably I don't remember their names. It was really good. The guy who does like the flip kicks. Mm. Uh, he did a bicycle kick. The windmill kick. He did a kick. I'm gonna pull Jesse Major kick. kick. He's like, what that kind of kick was that? She's like, what that kick was that? Very these guys. He was a person of color. Mark Jacasey. Oh, Mark yeah, Jacasey. Yeah, Mark Jacasey versus Demir Hadjevic. That was a good fight, right? I'm not. That was the one where I demonstrated the kick. I was like showing how the guy. Yeah. Was, like, I said that like ten times, and you didn't know which fight I was talking about. It's the only time we talked about kicks. But I don't think he did any kicks in the fight. That's why I was throwing. He did one at the end, I think. He did something. Oh, the, the Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Oh no, the car wheel. That's right. Wheel. He did a car wheel kick. I said windmill. Yeah, yeah. He did a car wheel kick, and just was like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Let me see." I was like, "Oh, it was a car wheel kick." Yeah. That was a fun fight to watch. I was I was I was telling um, Andrew and Jesse how I always love Mark Jacquesi because of the fact that he was on the Wocast with Mike Morgan and uh, G. Shout out to G. And they were Mike. like, they were have. What did you say? It's a but not Mike. No, not Mike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what's it called? So petty. Watch, he does listen. I'm gonna get a net. <laughs> so petty. But anyway, he had he's 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 kind of friends with Mark Jacquesi and he had Mark Jacquesi and his opponent at the time, Stevie Ray, this like Scottish guy. And uh they were asking for questions. He didn't preview mine, luckily, because I don't know if it would have made it. I was talking so much shit, dude. Not really, but I was like, I sent him my voice message and I was like, Hey, I'm a big fan of Mark Jacquesi. I love my favorite fight of his is when he absolutely flatlined Timu Pakalin in 50 some seconds with a nasty spin kick. And I was like, my question is. How is he going to do it to Stevie Ray or whatever? And they, got, and they lost their shit, too. And Stevie Ray was like, all right, mate, you're athletic. <laughs> Just kept saying, he said like 20 times, like, like I said, you're athletic. Very good, Scottish. So yeah, that's my thoughts on Mark Jacquesi. He's athletic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, awesome. All right. Yeah. I'll let you guys talk um, MMA. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Go start prepping dinner. Can you see dinner's going to be out back and I'll bring you a beer. Thank you. Yeah. Dinner's going to be out back soon. Barbecuing. We're going to go swimming. Ooh. Yeah. Do you have a pool where you are? No. All right. Cool. All right. Have a good one. See you around, Dotson. Have fun being in the coolest world. Yeah. Thanks. All right. I'm out. I'm I'm, I'm in the call. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that too i was like i was like texting someone from uh from work and they always like will like say like oh i'm headed in my pool and i was like i usually say because i am i'm like oh jealous and then she responded are this isn't there a pool you're staying and i was like oh yeah we're probably going to the pool. <laughs> enjoy staying at the pool 
enjoy the pool in a, in a few hours. Um, all right, let's um, take a break and dive right That's into so the <laughs> talk to our, I said on the break I was going to grab another beer, but I was just like, hey, I do 50 beers. <laughs> Structure's so thrown. Structure's so thrown. Yeah, let's take a little breaky break. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, after I take a swig of my victory golden monkey beer that hopefully we'll get a sponsor from. Absolutely no vagueness now. No, zero <laughs> vagueness. Well, I, you know what inspired the vagueness at the beginning? is like um, I was listening to the Coleman event podcast and they started like a betting segment on one of their Patreon uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're both from Montana and they used to think that like, you know, there's only one option. It's like the Montana like state sports book app or whatever. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. They're giving us really shitty odds. Let's go somewhere else. And they started by saying like, I found this new book and we're not going to say their name unless they pay us. And it was like being real cagey. And the other, co- the other host was like, yeah, rhymes with schmaff slings or whatever, like DraftKings basically. Is what and yeah. then a couple weeks later, they got the fucking sponsor and were like actually saying DraftKings and turning ads. I'm like, hey, maybe if I be super cagey about Victory Golden Monkey Ale, because dude, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, they'll send us a case. Mm. Delicious. Delicious. Uh, let us not dilly dally yeah because we've got so many questions it's so unreal the amount of questions that we have i'm sure it's probably like 12 it's not 12 okay. uh, this first question though is from the homie shane tara and i think it's a good one all right let's hear it yo i think i have a question for the pod uh both you and leo what is the round of the year so far for you? So he's actually sent that to me on the 16th. So it was during like the year um, fight night, the year Ortega. And um, I'm pretty sure one of the fights on there had the round of the year so far. Ooh. And it was goddamn Matt Schnell versus Sumadirji, where we just talked about like Matt Schnell almost getting finished, the fucking crazy comeback. It had it all. Like, that was just insane. I am... Ooh, I don't know. Actually... It's hard. I definitely... I gotta go back and check my tweets. I should... I should... I've said what, but I, I remember tweeting round of the year for one fight. And I can't remember which one it was, but I, but I think it was that one. Dude, I'm trying to think of... You know, honestly, for me... I'm going to have to bring my girl Lupi Godinez into this one. I'm going to say the second yeah. round of her fight this year. Yes. Uh, when she was like um, manhandling that woman, just like tossing her around. Yeah. Uh, showing her wrestling, like being really good. Fuck um, yeah. I think that's the one for me where I was like, dang, she's really, really um, whipping ass this year. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, that's what she's probably going to do to Angela Hill. So we'll have to wait and see. Unfortunately... Yeah, I'm really looking. Uh, uh, Yo, 
is there any other contenders you think? Mm-hmm. Round, because like I'm trying to think of the ones that I didn't know. End, end so quickly. F- yeah, fight of the year is a little easier because they're like certain bangers will stick out, but round of the year is so specific. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, there's some pretty good ones on here. Like I'm looking at the Neil Magny and Shafkat Rachmaninoff. Mm, interesting. That was a good one. Um, no, yeah, it's, I'm trying to think of the ones that don't end so quickly. Oh, yeah, Calvin Cater and, and Josh Emmett fight. They had some good they had some good rounds in there. I don't know what um fucking round two of Shane Burgos and Charles Jordan, that maybe was maybe the contender that he was thinking of as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm still going loopy. I think I think I think like I think I just remember being really hyped watching it in my car, being like, yeah. holy shit. Oh, but then like, but then Glover and fucking Oh, uh, dude. See, it's such a hard question to answer. That's why I like on our on our last show, and we, we kind of like abuse this a little bit too much, but I was like, let's just give more than one answer for these awards because it's so hard to pick a, a, a one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that Glover-Yuri fight was fucking really good. That was a good back-and-forth fight. Shit, that was a good back-and-forth fight. Um, yeah, yeah, I still, I still got to look for that, but yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Great question, Shane Tara. Thank you so much for the question. And now we move into the wide world of Anchor. Actually, yeah, we are. We actually got one last week. It's so funny, too. Our boy Dave L. Like, text, texted um, like around the time we would normally record. And he was like, got it in the last second, like always. And I said, Nope, you're a whole week uh, early <laughs> because we're taking it off. This is my birthday. But here was his question. Hey guys, Dave L here. Uh, in the first fight of the card, we had uh, Emily Ducote messing up just kind of like I knew that she just went high with that right kick, she would have knocked her out. In the second fight, Dwight Grant had the power, speed, and reach to mess Stoltzfus up. But instead, he chose to throw giant haymakers that were easy to defend. So my question for you is, who are some fighters who you think you could make better if you could control them? Uh, my all-time is always going to be Cody Garbrandt. He's got insane speed, plenty of power, but he does not utilize it properly. Uh, thanks, guys. Let me know who you think, and love the show. Dave has some of these really funny questions that I just really enjoy, like the idea of of, right you know, we were just talking about the that he said that that um that meme of the the armchair ufc armchair uh coach. yes and uh yeah man i mean like who who do i think what fighter do what i like to control that obviously has some great things that they can man um you know what i was thinking is um michelle Pereira yeah i mean like sometimes he does the flashy shit the wrong time it's like no you could just you could just do the the fucking fundamentals right now 
Yeah. Like, I or, mean, or, I mean, I'd love to to control uh, 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 Charles Jordan at the right times because, like I said, those Jets were there, and he was in in the third round. Like, yeah, he he wasn't even tired, so that's why I was like, he was really throwing desperation to the wind. But I mean, obviously, you know, Shane has that that incredible uh, knockout power. But I think that if 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 uh, if Charles would have put on. Uh, uh, would have put on those jets at the beginning, I think we would have seen a much different outcome from that fight. Um, yeah. And it's obvious that he can do it at that time because he was really outloading everything. So at the very least, he could have outpointed everyone because of how many fucking strikes yeah. he threw. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think I'll tell you who's that. another one that frustrates me is Kevin Lee. Yeah? Like, I don't know that I could do better if I was controlling him, but like, I feel like I could. Yeah, you feel like you could utilize it whenever you need to. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to say, we were talking in our group chat that we have with Dave. When he said that, it reminded me of a fucking dumbass blog that I wrote. <laughs> so I, I started writing an MMA blog, like, the very beginning of 2020. So I wrote, like, the first three or so posts um, before the pandemic. Mm. And then everything hit. And I had this idea when we were waiting around for them to announce the return. I was like, look, the technology is out there. It already exists. Just make, cause at that time, the high, the high, we're at the height of like paranoia and fear of, of contact with everyone with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, make a bot. And put sensors in the back. Make them make Tony Ferguson, because this is I was thinking for like Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje or whatever, <clears throat> or Habib, because it was like he got canceled when the the the, the Habib Tony card got canceled because of COVID. Um, fuck. Um, but I was like, yeah, make 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 them wear like a mocap suit that like whenever they move the exact movements match the bots and do like UFC battle bots where it's like humanoid robots are fighting each other, being controlled by the ro- like the actual fighters. And I'm, and I'm like, as much as that would be dumb for them to do continually, it would be amazing to do for like a coach's challenge on tough or something. Why are you shaking your head? Like, and here's the thing that pissed me off about it too. Like, I was kind of throwing it out there as like a bit of a joke and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, let's just fucking have some fun here. And I had people messaging me like, if UFC did that, I would stop watching MMA or whatever. I was like, come on, bro. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I just, God damn it. <laughs> fucking, I said I wouldn't do it again. I'm so sorry, but. <sighs> <laughs> what? What are you doing? You. You got me thinking about mocap suits and matching, <laughs> matching the moves exactly. And um, I just thought, <laughs> spit it out! I just thought of a, I just thought of a robot that was shitting itself again. I <laughs> what Justin Kish? A Justin Kish robot. <laughs> Can you imagine Jesse Kish comes back for one last run UFC just doing the fights backstage in the suit and you just hear and the robot like 
check spot. Like, well, it's, it's like, I'm oh. so dumb. Like, some oil leaks out. It's so dumb. The idea is so yeah, stupid. Yeah. I said I wouldn't do it anymore, but I couldn't. I thought you were annoyed with me the way you were shaking your head, but it's like no. you were annoyed with yourself. No, I'm annoyed with myself because I had to bring it up again. I'm sorry, but the idea of a robot. We have it in a long time. It's true, but just like the idea of like a robot that had like like a poop bag that like literally evacuated whatever Justin Kish got on there would be so, (laughs) so funny and so dumb. But it was like, oh, man. Funny and dumb and and shitting. I saw this like little reel or whatever on Facebook that... Uh Some of them come from TikTok, some of them don't. I can't understand. I don't I don't know. But this guy was like, let's test it out. Let's see what this firework does. And it was like, uh, I think it was called the pooping puppy or whatever. The, yeah. the dog. I have those. Oh, yeah. You light the firework and it like just it like, like yeah, it's, fire yeah, and then like a, a little like ash comes out or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's for kids to, to laugh at it, to laugh at Justin Kish, you know. What if they made a Justin Kish firework that did that? Bro, I would I would lose my shit. Especially like if it's one of those, you know those those fireworks that kind of like bounce around on the ground. Like they made if they shave it like her, they make it look like her fighting stance too. Like she's kind of like bouncing and then it goes like spins in circles. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The UFC needs to sponsor us to make Justin Kish shitting fireworks. Justin Kiss shitting fireworks. Absolutely goddamn lovely. All right. That's the end of our podcast forever. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, enough of that uh, nonsense. Um, yeah, honestly, if I could control someone, it would be Justin Kish and not shit herself. Next question. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I could control Justin Kish, I would make her shit herself. <laughs> The fucking bell starts, and I was just like, "Remember no. the remember, remember in Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards when Nate Diaz like showed Leon his ass and was just like don't wanna, twerking don't or whatever." I would do that just in case. Me like, I come on, uh, I don't want to go down this path again. Let's, <sighs> let's go. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dave, for the question. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dave. He's gonna text us and be like, "Well, I didn't know I would open the door for a Justin Kiss reference." <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and these next two, I have not listened to, and so we're gonna do it live. We're doing. Not live. that I knew, not that I listened to Dave Ells, but he texts us what it was about, so I knew what to expect. But uh-huh. here's this from uh, our homie Ty. <gasps> Excuse nice. me. Damn, was not going to censor that burp um, <laughs> from the front kicks and throat cuddles. Hey, Jason Leo, it is Ty from the front kicks and throat cuddles podcast. I kind of struggled to come up with a question. So I thought of this one. Derek Lewis is fighting in Texas this weekend at UFC 277. Thank goodness it is not in Houston. Otherwise, I would be nervous as anything. My question for you is, on a scale of blue balls to my balls is hot, how confident are you in Derek Lewis winning this weekend? Let me know what you think. Of course, I love the show. I'll catch you later. Peace. 
Uh, bro, we're both such massive Derek Lewis fans that it doesn't matter. Like the confidence is going to be my yeah, balls is hot. My balls like, is hot. My just balls is through hot. the roof. So hot. And then if it starts to look bad in the first round, we'll be like, well, you know, Sergey is better than people think. <laughs> but to be honest with you, like, like Derek, I, yeah. you, I, you know, following on, on Instagram and whatnot, you see him training, like, you know, he, as much as people like to say, you know, he's only like the, the striker and stuff like that, uh, you know, only, only does the knock, I mean, has the, the record for him. Um, I, I don't know. I just like, sometimes it's like, he does like to stand and bang and he did, he happened to do that with Ty and he happened to do that. You know, uh, I mean, but, but the times that he really shows that on display when he fucking stands and bangs and does that, I think he's going to do it spectacularly this weekend uh, because we love him so much. First of all, uh, he's the best. First of all, Derek Lewis interviews this week. Uh, can't wait to, to see all bro. those. Um, they're always the best. They always bring the best, um, just the best out of anyone. Uh, I can't wait for any of the pressers about it. All of it. The whole thing is going to be awesome. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I think Derek's going to win. I, you know what I mean? Like he's a top contender for a very specific reason. I think all the fighters above him that have beaten him and what have like, with the exception of Ty, because I think Ty is like the only person that's that can that really was able to stand and bang with Derek the way that Derek does. Yeah. Um, he's literally just met his match with that person. But you know, Sierra God had wrestling, and you know, um, I mean, the Ngannou fight was very strange. But I don't know. I, I think uh, I think Derek's gonna win. You no, know, no doubt, no doubt about it. I, There's not a so fucking good. bone in my body that is giving Sergey Pavlovich a chance. Yeah, no. I and I, I do want to point out, like. Dallas and Houston, I mean, Texas is a big state, so they're not entirely close. But if you're a Houston native and you want to support Derek Lewis, you're probably driving to Dallas. Maybe, yeah. It's, a, it's about a five Especially his family and friends that probably oh, from yeah. the Houston cards. Like, oh, that's true. You know, look, look, to, look for him to have maybe equal amounts of pressure. I mean, definitely, like, he's so big on Houston. I don't, I don't feel like he's, like, that big on Texas. It's more like right. Houston, like H-Town, right. like Yellows is the horns everything. But at the same time, like I said, it's going to feel like a hometown. You know, he's going to get the most pop. Um, he's definitely going to get more pop than Sergey. Sergey's going to get booed. <clears throat> Absolutely. He's going to get all the, all the pop. He's going to get more so than, than all the people. So, okay, cool. Great. Yeah, we're gonna have a little special guest on the on the podcast. Oh, great! Hey, Jesse. <laughs> I can't hear you, but hi. Yeah. Happy we, birthday to Oliver. We spent like Thank five you. minutes trying to get the audio right for Dotson to come on for a little bit, so I got to do. Bad Whatever, you can cut me. She said, "No, we won't cut you out." We can't. We, yeah, we, we there's literally, it's, it's literally impossible for us to make cuts. Oh, whoops! It's sorry. Not, but no, that's, that's okay. No, Thank don't you. Don't apologize. I just wanted you to, to be on. I notice. just wanted to come in and say, I'm drunk. We're swimming. Yes. Yay. See, I when you I did this, I thought you were saying you were going to be drinking, but you're like, the fact that you well, are. She's are currently. Let's cheers on the pot. Cheers. Yeah, she's ca- currently well, you're having drunk. The victory. She, I'm trying it. It's, it's really so good, good, right? The spice yeah. hits. And the spice hits. It's a spice. It's just As I'm, added yeah. spice. I know. I got it. Yeah. I didn't make that up. Oh, it does say <laughs> I didn't yeah. make that up. Add it to the spice, it hits. Great, <laughs> nice. The, yeah, with the Italian with the, pants. With the cheers. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to go swim. Yeah. Join when you're yes. ready. Thanks for the emotion. Yeah, the emotion. Yes. Thank you, Jesse. Yes. 
<laughs> Guys, we're gonna end the podcast right now. So right, I can get to yeah. the swimming. <laughs> yeah, see you around. He's gonna go take the uh laptop to the pool. Right. All right. You know, uh, you know what's wild too is that like my laptop is still on Eastern time. I'm just meeting up with my friend who gets off of work at like 9 30 and it's 8 30 in the East Coast. And I'm like, oh, but it's only 5 30 here. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thank you, Ty. Go check out the Front Kicks and Tokos podcast. Um, yes, balls is hot. Balls is hot. Yes. To answer your question, Ty, balls are all the way hot. I don't yeah. even have balls mm-hmm. anymore, but they're hot. <laughs> nice. Wow. Look wow. Came out I'm of... so trashy. Yeah. This episode is called Being Trashy in Vegas. Yeah, I like it. I literally, even before we started recording, I was like, we got to get Vegas in the tell somehow. I know, like, Viva Las Vegas. I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay, we'll talk about it. It's very specific, but it's, it's, so spe- yeah. it's so specific. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> We're, um, the next question is from Rhino. And I text Rhino right when we started the form. I was like, you know, you could send something in. He's like, oh, I'll send it right now. And he sent it in. And I was like, I got it. But we already started recording. And he was like, can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. And I was like, we're listening live because yeah. we haven't had time to <laughs> I'm going to pause the recording. These are great. So I can't wait. Oh, this is great. Um, here's the homie Rhino. And like long time listeners will know Rhino always brings the fire questions. Rhino always brings the thought provoking questions. Let's see what he's got. Hey, Jason Leo, it's your homie Rhino from the Combat Sports, the Rhino Podcast. So, uh, to my knowledge, you guys have not been to a UFC together. I, I don't think you have, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've heard you guys mention that before. So, if you guys were going to go to a UFC together and you decided in your creative minds that you guys were going to, um, you know, go as a theme or go dressed up or go as characters, what would you choose? I'm really interested to hear about it. I know you guys are funny and creative guys. If I had a vote, I would like for you guys to dress up like Dumb and Dumber did when they go to that benefit, right, where they wear the orange and the blue old-timey tuxedos. I love those. But, yeah, if you were going to go and dress up for a UFC event in some outlandish gear, what would you choose? Can't wait to hear you guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Peace. First of all, we've been to two UFC events together. And thank you, Ryan, for the question, because this is an amazing question. But now I'm mad that we didn't dress up. (laughs) Well, we should have dressed up for the set. Well, both opportunities, we didn't really have a chance. Maybe on the next one, we'll dress up. But but the first one was was our first time. Uh, First one was our first time. It was UC 199. It was both of our first Mm -hmm. live UFC event. Just fucking incredible night of fights at the forum. Yeah. Yeah. and then the other time we went to International Fight Week, UFC 213, and like, you know, it's vague, it's fucking hot in the summertime. Like, what yeah. would we have dressed up as? But Leo, if there's another time, if if listeners of this podcast will sponsor us to go to an event in like Atlantic City, <laughs> I hope to God there's an event in Atlantic City. I'll, I'll fly you out. We'll we'll get a GoFundMe. We'll fly you out. Yeah, we'll we'll fucking get a hotel like on the boardwalk or whatever in Atlantic city mm-hmm. and we will fucking dress up. I have what I think. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume you want us to dress up as. Justin Kish or. <laughs> <what's that? laughs> 
We both go just in case. That's two questions that you try to bring up just in case. I'll just be just as a, a poop emoji. Just, just just in a fucking pile of shit. Why is that guy wearing all brown? It's kind of weird. You, you said pile of shit so fast. <laughs> he said, I'll pile of shit. I would dress up as, I would think we would dress up as Dale Doback and yeah, yeah, Brennan I, I, I fucking that was from be Step your, Brothers, dude. Yeah, I do like that idea. Um, honestly, I think we or should... I could curl my hair. Ooh, I, like I could be, this. and I could be Claudio Sanchez. Ooh, and I you like could that. be his wife. <laughs> oh, that yeah, I could wear the blonde hair. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> let's do. Um, you know what? I would I would dress as like a, a '90s wrestler. I'd probably dress as Ric Flair. Yeah, you do do the. Oh, we we have a group chat with me, Leo Dotson, who you just heard, and Kevin Shirley, who has been on this podcast once, yes. a, like several months ago. Yes. You send the Ric Flair woo gif a lot. It's the best gif. Um, the woo. the one where like only the Patreon listeners want, but the one where he's like, looks <laughs> like he's like, I don't even know, like he's doing it, but the gif is like only like half a second, so it just keeps repeating. It looks like he's like. His ha- it's his hair that looks amazing. Yeah, it's the hair. The hair's bouncing. Or you could be uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, bro. Oh, that's not bad. That's right. Okay. It's the friendly spark. Yeah. Oh, don't uh, you lose my voice if I do that. Hey, man, you might you might still need that. Oh wow, drink. <laughs> what I was gonna say is you could dress up as Wonder Boy, and I'll dress up as his dad. <laughs> And then we I'll just, just bring a glass and of warm we, milk. We just offer milk in front of the yeah. and nobody would get it. Oh nobody would it. get it, dude. But everyone would drink the milk. Yeah, everyone would drink the milk. <laughs> like, oh, you're offering milk? Great. Yeah. And then once once I had there. to, and they'd be like, I put my cum in it. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh, dude, this is an amazing episode. We just had Jesse come in. She was like, hi, I'm drunk. That's honestly top tier. Amazing. The Patreon listeners are going to be grateful for that. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) can you imagine if we dressed up as um, I can't think of anything that's not problematic. (laughs) It's all problematic. It's all problematic. <clears throat> I was actually just telling a story um, about one of my coworkers who's like probably in her 50s or like something where, where she was saying like, oh, you can't say gay anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> Fucking ignorant bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a hilarious thing to say. <laughs> you know right. what's, what's dumb too is like when people slip up and say those words, like, I, I think the what started that whole rant from this this coworker of mine was that she said like retarded. She's like, oh, that's retarded. And then she's like, oh, can't say that anymore. Can't say that. Can't say things are gay. If I think they're stupid, can't say. And like, like you're making it worse by calling it. Through. You're just showing your whole ass. Like, Absolutely. Can't even understand these fucking people. Um, <laughs> thank you, Rhino, for the question. You guys gotta go check out uh, Combat Sports with Rhino. He does an amazing podcast every week. Um, and I've actually been enjoying, so he usually has, um, our girl Drea, um, as his, uh, feature player on the podcast. And he's had like a sort of a who's who of, of MMA Twitter on there. 
by that I mean mostly APB has stepped up and Tempting Tory has done twice in a week. Tempting Tory, um, one of my favorite accounts, want to shout out her. Um, so shout out to Tempting Tory. But this week, Rhino has an interview with um, Jay Perrin, who's a UFC Bantamweight and a Dana White Contender Series alum. Pretty dope poster from Dave Fretz, huh? I'm going to put this on the uh, Dave Fretz who did our logo as well. The patrons will know. That's cool. Right? The Joker. Um, fucking A. Love that question, Rhino. All right. Do we have any more voice questions? I'm just going to recap. I told Decrons he has like 30 minutes. That was 30 minutes ago. Just kidding. I definitely didn't say those exact words, but let's just see if he said anything. Oh, we actually don't, but we do have, we do have two voicemails. They're both from Seth. He sent one last week and he told me I didn't have to play it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to play it. Right. Um, he sent it, I think, literally right after we recorded because I felt bad like it didn't make last week or last episode and it didn't air last week because we didn't have an episode. But um, this is making me happy. So let's get I'm it. I want to play this. As they say. Hey, Julio, baby. It's the internet gas station. Yeah, I didn't watch the fights over the weekend. Think there were some? Uh, don't care. Haven't been on Twitter for a while. Uh, in a break still, which I am enjoying, but uh, just thought I'd call in and it might even be too late. Wanted to let you know, still listen, still love you. That's it. That's all I got, man. That and FMP for life. Great. I'm happy that we played it. Yeah, love that. And also, like, he, I also remember he texted me after that, and he was like, Oh, playing uh, this, I'm gonna play this less like and and. Wow, that was super coherent. You can tell I'm drunk already. Yep. Um, I just was thinking the fact that he said he's on a break. I remember there was another. He take he does do he do this periodically where he'll take breaks, and he sends something into like maybe the CME live chat or some something on Patreon for the coming event. And uh, there's a clip that he has saved on his phone somewhere where Chad mm-hmm. Dennis is saying, "Go ahead and take yourself." His his name is also the punk curmudgeon. He was like, take yourself a punk curmudgeon style break. So hope you're playing that, Seth. We love you. And here's his question from last night. I should say, what's today? The 24th. Yeah, yeah he sent yeah. this yesterday. He sent this yesterday. The other one was from July 10th. Wow. Here we go. Oh, fuck me. I didn't put on speaker. Saturday morning, the fights haven't happened yet. I'm gonna call in. I'm gonna go on the record. If I'm wrong, you can fucking still play this and put me on fire. But the monkey king is gonna fuck up Patty the Batty and then twerk in the face of all the homophobic fucking UFC fans out there all over the world. And I'm here for it. I got money on it. Fuck yeah. This is fantastic. I've been excited since the fight was announced. And to be perfectly honest, I have no fucking clue what the world the UFC is doing putting that dude up against the Monkey King when he's lost, or excuse me, almost lost every UFC fight he's had so far. This is going to be fucking great. I'm out. FMP for life. 
Bro, I feel so bad that we play that super wholesome message and I had these wonderful things to say. And he's like, well, if I'm wrong, you can still play and roast me. I forgot that this one that was what this was. Dude, I remember when he sent that, I was like, fuck yeah, Monkey King. Because obviously, it's not that it's not just that I don't like Patty Pimblett. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. Jordan Levitt. I love Absolutely. the Monkey King. And I was definitely feeling that energy when he lost, dude. I'll say this, and I don't know if I said it there, like, Jordan Levitt's not a huge test. Right. But I would say it's his first legit opponent, like, has w- good wins in the UFC, has some good skill set, has good training partners, a good comes from a good gym, syndicate MMA. Yeah. I was pretty confident that Jordan Levitt, I don't, I didn't think he would, like, Jordan Levitt doesn't have a style where he would, like, embarrass Patty or anything, but I definitely thought I was pretty confident winning. Patty passed the test, dude. And like, like Absolutely. I said, it's not an amazing test, but still a test. You know, though. still still a test. It's like the the pop quiz that the teacher will give, like before the test. We're like, open book, use your notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean, like one of those kind of like it's still hard because you didn't know what was happening, but <clears throat> you passed it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that yeah. was probably a terrible yeah, analogy. Very, anyway, very, very dude. Drunk analogy. I love it. Drunk analogy. Um, thank you, Seth. Now let's move on to the goddamn Twitter forum. Hold on, I first got to check to see if we got anything. No, okay. But I did get a DM from the homie Dean Dog, and I was thinking about this actually. What was it? So whenever Ty, uh, a Rhino has like an intro for every person that like is a regular who leaves questions. Uh-huh. And like every time Ty leaves a question, he's like, our Denver Bronco Love fanatic, Ty, like, what do you got this week, dude? And I'll play Ty's question. And whenever Dean Dog leaves a question, he'll be like, our motorcycle riding madman, the Dean Dog, what do you got this week, dude? <laughs> And then and Dean says, I feel like I'm on Rhino show. Rhino, I should be the feature player. What the fuck is up? Why didn't you have me on? Can you imagine? That would be terrible. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It says, as a fellow member of the Meatball Molly fan club, where does last night's win take her next? To the fucking stratosphere, Dean. That's where it takes her. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, the UFC should induct her into the Hall of Fame right now. Wow. Like, why wait? <laughs> That's pretty bold words. I'm, I'm honestly on a high, especially like after her post fight interview, dude, when she was like, "Maybe not everyone in the fucking arena is on their feet right now, and the other fighters haven't given you the performance, but I always deliver." And I was like, "Fuck yes, Molly, talk your it shit." Is. Like Molly's the kind of fighter, dude. Like the fact that she follows me on Twitter, interacts with some of my posts sometimes. Um, Molly one time like I, I was in this thread with somebody and I was doing like impressions <clears throat> not impressions I was doing different dialects which okay. is kind of an impression but it's like not specific so uh, but I was doing different dialects and then uh, I feel like maybe I did scouse or something someone tagged Molly and she and she actually responded and she's like do Northern Irish lad <laughs> And I did it. It wasn't great. My Northern Irish isn't great, but she liked it. Um, right. Or she was being very nice. No, I mean, we're, we're, 
I mean, she's got, um, she's a tough fighter um and she's aggressive could you not dude i'm in i'm in a group chat and like sometimes people slander molly mccann and it takes every fiber of my being to not block them i like swear to god dude i'm like hey she's super wholesome she is a fucking brawler like in a good way like she comes to fight she is super emotional on the mic we love this she was on the lgbt BBC Sport Podcast. I switch around those acronyms. It's supposed to be the BBC LGBT Sport Podcast. She literally wrote a book, a children's book, to help young uh, LGBTQ people come out to their parents or help them realize in their journey. Like, I can't even tell you how much I fucking love me, Balmali. And she's just a a gangster, dude. Like, Anyone that doesn't like me by Molly, I'm like, hey, do you want to choke on this fat dick? Like, why? I hate him. Like, anyone else, like, obviously, I've, I've said on this podcast most of the time, like, Roxanne Montefiore is my favorite fighter of all time. Like, she's not for everybody, what, dude. What's like, next, sometimes what's next for like, Molly? What's next for Molly? This dick. Beating, beating the fucking <laughs> brakes off of Macy Barber. Oh, dude. Dude. Hook it up right now in my veins. Beating the fuck out of Macy Barber. Yeah, I'm so glad one of us remembered what the actual question was. Well, I mean, he was saying what's what's you know what where does this put her? And honestly, like yeah. she's got some she's got no, some pretty good. Said, yeah, he said where where does last night's win take her next? So you nailed it. There's the there's some pretty great answer. there's some pretty great fighters in the in the 15, but um, I think she should fight Macy. You mean 125? Or no, you it, mean top, it, 15 top 15 of one, one of 125? Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, from, from 10 to 15. Uh, there's some pretty good fighters that I think she could fight to get in the rankings. But honestly, let's just cat- catapult her. Let's just fucking get her right into Macy yeah. and knock honestly, the fuck out. Let's just give her a title shot. Why wait? No, let's... Look, <laughs> the way this works is she fucking waxes fucking Macy Barber easy. Mm. Like, it's not even anything. Then she has a really, really tough time against uh, Manon Ferrell. Um, yeah. and then, uh, she beats the shit out of Lauren Murphy and then, uh, Valentina Ooh. Shevchenko beats the fuck out of her and that's it. Bro, Molly versus Lauren Murphy would love to see it. Yeah. But first, Hey, I, I really, how about me, Bob Molly versus Misha Tate? How about that? With the way that Misha lost, I don't know. I think, I, I think, I think what should she be really next. wants to make a comeback. I really gotta fight a young up-and-comer. I really think that um, with everyone being high on Macy Barber, or the UFC being high on Macy yeah, Barber, everyone being the, high by saying positive things about that, yeah, what I'm yeah. what I'm saying is is if is you're that, if you like Macy Barber, you're fucking high. What I mean is is that the UFC is very high on Macy Barber right now. They're definitely trying to fast track her. So, but what's going to bring people to their seats? Um, heavily would be if someone if, if they announced Molly McCann versus uh, Macy Barber next, you know for a fact everyone would be like, "This is a great, fight. this is a great great fight." I legitimately don't understand what people like about <clears throat> Macy Barber, and like I see posts that are like pro Macy Barber, and I'll see responses like I've talked about this a few times. Uh, fight Geek who does not listen to this podcast, he'll be like, "Yeah, I love Macy Barber." I'm like, "Hey man, fucking worst take you've ever had." Macy Barber is fucking terrible. Very terrible. All right. 
What else do we have? We have Thank Pluto. you, Ding Dog. The motorcycle riding madman. Dean's gonna be listening like, what podcast am I listening to? What uh we have a uh, Twitter now? Yeah, Twitter now. Twitter now. <gasps> Whoa. I thought usually you I I uh I, I'm able to meet myself before I sneeze. Um Ugh. Uh, I just got the notification from from Apple that my subscription price just increased for ESPN Plus pieces. Of shit, fuck ESPN Plus, dude. I can we talk about how like you, you know like certain things are normalized. I, we were watching the broadcast last night or yesterday. I was say last night, but it was fucking in the morning. Uh, some commercials came on. And I think Jesse was like, "Where is this airing?" I was like, "ESPN Plus." I'm like, "Yes, you have a subscription, right?" Why is there fucking commercials? Thank you. And now, and now that it's going up even more, there better not be any commercials. It's increasing 30, 30 something percent, something like that, 40 percent, 30 percent. Oh, this is a really good question from Struggle Face Tom. Um, as Struggle Face Tom says, I'm assuming Patty may get a ranked fighter. Does he? Should he? Is it a slow build or Uncle Dana going to try and dare and till him? Mm. Let me tell you something. That's actually a really hard question to answer because okay, so Darren Till, and I'm just going off of memory, he had his debut in Brazil. I feel like he was short notice because Darren Till used to live in Brazil. He used to train in Brazil. Um, that's why he speaks Portuguese. It's super weird. Um, I forget who he fought, but he had this debut and then he was like out for a while because of injuries and he fought, he came back and fought or no, Sorry, the debut, and then he fought. I can picture the guy's name. I want to say it was Jordan something. It was a Canadian fellow, but he had a he went to a draw, and then it was because he like hurt his shoulder in the fight. He came back from shoulder surgery, fought. I want to say Boyan Velichkovic. It was like in Singapore and somewhere, whatever. I remember watching it at um, one of Kate's boss's houses that we were house sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was this great fight. And then he, he started to talk shit and he started to get the push. And he fought Cowboy in his next fight. And that's what took him over the edge. So, so for, for Patty, I think for his next, like, if, if they could arrange it. Dustin um, Poirier. Think, oh, wow. Uh, I kidding. think. Um, Imagine if he got that kind of a push. I think uh, Dan Hooker is a good choice uh, for ranked fighters. Because uh, Dan Hooker's uh, 13, so not bad for Patty. Um, and if not, then a really, really big test. Because I, mean, I, I have a feeling that Dan could win that fight. I just don't know if he will against Patty. But if that fight doesn't get made, uh, Patty versus Jalen Turner would be awesome. Oh, what about, and this is like high risk, or yeah, high risk, low reward for Patty. What if he fights? What if he fights the guy that Jalen Turner murked, Uros Medic? Yeah, maybe. But but I think I think in order to get him into the ring, well, maybe yeah. Because I don't know if Jalen Turner would fight that backwards. Like Jalen Turner's on the up and up, dude. He's like six in a row in the UFC right now. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I guess that's true. It's, it's kind of a little bit too low. I mean, I was, uh, and Conor McGregor is also twelve. So Patty and Conor would never. Wait, happen, is he twelve, mm-hmm. bro? After Patty's debut, I said on this podcast, Patty and Connor should fight. 
And I think I said on the CME live chat too. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think it will happen obviously. Cause who knows what the fuck is happening there. Um, There's a history dude. When they were both at 45, like Connor was the 145 champion and, cage, and Patty was the cage warriors 145 champion. Patty had a huge legion of fans that like, I think it was at like some soccer event. They had a banner. It was like Patty, the baddie versus Connor. They were trying to make it happen. Yeah, I think it definitely has this sort of history. That I why not? Let's do Patty versus Connor. I mean, who would want to see that? Let's go. Yeah, who would want to see that? Uh, I think it'd be nice. But Connor's got his. He's got you know. He's got so many different stipulations he's gonna make. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't think it'll be a slow build. I think he has too much pop now. But thank you for the question, Struggle Face Tom. Yeah, dude. Thank you for the thank you for the face. Just kidding, dude. We fucking love Struggle Face Tom. Uh, all right, what do you got? The next question. Yeah, next question from Unmatched MMA Podcast. I want to talk a little bit more about Tom, but if you want to move on, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's you. move on. No, nor. We gotta talk about Tom. When I was in Houston, I was sad I didn't get to meet Tom. He was like, he hurt his ankle or something. Oh, no. Sandy showed up to the restaurant. I was like, where's Tom? I want to have a three with you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, dude. Drunk. All right. Unmatched. Just so drunk. Yeah, wouldn't have said that in person. Um, <laughs> Unmatched MMA podcast says, I've seen two names being floated around for Molly McCann's next opponent, with them being Antoni- <laughs> Antonina Shevchenko. And Miranda Maverick. Maverick is actually a good... We should have said that. It's probably going to be that. Um, Although, I'd rather be Antonina because Antonina fucking sucks. <laughs> and, like, Miranda can grapple. Which, like, right. Molly works on her grappling a lot, but it is still kind of her weakness. Yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah. I think Antonina Shevchenko is prob- would probably be the better fight for Molly, like, name-building-wise. Um but I think Miranda Maverick would be a real test. I, I, yeah, because that's the kind of fight. Like the, I want to see the Antonina. Like honestly, I don't know if Antonina is still gonna be in the UFC. But like, <laughs> I would love to see the Antonina fight for one reason, and the or where the main reason would be, they both like to fucking slug it out. Yeah. And you know, Anthony is going to try and make it super clean Muay Thai fight, but Molly's going to make it dirty and gritty, and she can even sub her, dude. Honestly, yeah. Molly has like worked on her submissions. I don't know if she got a submission in the UFC yet. Maybe I feel like she did. I'm going to check her record while we're thinking about it just in case, but either way you talk about Antonina Shevchenko, like painfully mid. Right. Like going to get yeah, dominated. Molly has a lot more pop behind her. So yeah. Yeah. Miranda Maverick makes sense, uh, but I think I think you're right. Antonio Shevchenko is, is the is the fight to make. I think they should just throw her to the the top. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they build the two Patty and uh, yeah. Patty and Molly out. Um, yeah, and honestly, I hope they keep them on the same card every time. I love it. It's good for both of them, like travel wise and their coaches and everything. They both love supporting each other. They both like to. Patty Molly was getting fucking drunk in the patty wig. She was she was swinging some howler head. Yeah. 
speaking of which, we didn't talk about this. I had my birthday party last week, which is why we didn't um, have the podcast. Yeah. And I brought some friends from work and I usually like, Separate I hate, well, yeah. Well, so usually like, even if there's someone in my work where I'm like, yeah, okay, you're kind of cool. I usually hate the job. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking franchise the, I love my job and I love the people that I work with. So I right. invited, I was like, you guys have to come to my birthday. And some people did not enough, which obviously shame on them. But one of the guys that did actually like listen to our show one time, I was oh, like, really? I was like, yeah, I have a podcast, uh, friendly sparring, whatever. And it happened to be the week that you were out and Steven was in with the howl. And I was like, I was like, honestly, if you're going to listen, like now's the best time you might as well. Cause it's not about fighting at all. It's just about whiskey or bourbon. Although we talked a fair bit about whiskey as well. We, we have our, my birthday party at I play T cross was there. Everyone had a great time. And this motherfucker is like, Oh, I have a birthday present for you. Let me get it out of my car. It's a bottle of Hallerhead. Right. <laughs> and I was like, ah, he listens. Love it. He listens. We love um, it. Did you see Molly's? Uh, Molly's, Molly's record? what record? Oh yeah, no, no submissions on it. Okay, got it. Like I was like, oh, submission lost via submission to Julian Robertson, the rear naked joke. But yeah, yeah. no, no submissions because I'm remembering what I think. So like, she lost via submission to Julian Robertson, and I remember an interview like later, where she was like, I told me coaches. I want to do a hundred rounds of grappling or whatever, like something like that. She like had this number in her mind. Like I want to be, I want to do a hundred hours of jujitsu or I want to do a hundred hours of grappling or something like that. Like, and her next fight, she won, I think via decision, but there were some grappling moments in there and she looked comfortable. And I just remember being like, okay, Molly's now a well-rounded fighter because she was always more of a boxer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is great. So like, I like, by no means am I trying to say like, oh, the best grapplers in 125, like Aaron Blanchfield and all these girls, like, let's put them up. No, but I'm not worried about her, like, holding her own in certain grappling situations, depending on the opponent. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. All right. So next up is Sandy Pants, who we mentioned earlier at Sandy Pants MMA. Uh, she said, there's almost nothing remarkable to talk about regarding last night, but I'd love to ask you both my favorite question. Why doesn't Dustin Poirier have a fight yet? And what do you think of him versus Chandler? It's the fight to make. I mean, if I'm honest, the fight to make was Dustin Poirier versus Nate Diaz. Because yeah, although Dustin Poirier answer, is like still one of the top fighters in the division, he's had two title shots. You know, he's at the point where if he's going to have another one, he needs to put together like an insane run. And he said before, like, I have these big fights against Connor. I have the big fights. Like, I just want money fights. And that's what, like, people thought he was going to do instead of the belt. So why isn't he fighting something like Nate Diaz? And so that's why I think that makes the most sense. Now, Nate Diaz fighting fucking Hamza Chemaev. <sighs> that actually reminds me. I don't know why this reminds me of this, but Dave L. texted me something really funny. Um and it's funny too, because like both of you guys, we have a group chat. Um, we have a group text between me, Leo, and Dave L. And both of you guys said, Hey, no spoilers, I'm not watching the fights. And I was like, Okay, cool. We'll just keep it vague, if at all. And I just basically didn't like I wasn't in the chat. I got separate texts from both of you guys around the same time about the fights. And I was and I so I was like, wait a minute, are you guys 
both I watching live now. Can yeah. we resume this chat? The one that Dave sent was right after Alexander Gustafson got knocked out, or I should say Gustafson, because when he texted me, he was like, Alexander Gustafson, more like Alexander just got sunned. <laughs> I was like, it was very funny. Uh, uh, so yeah, dude. But why? Why doesn't? He, why hasn't the fight been announced yet? I don't know. I don't know. You know, what's, you know what's like? What's weird too is that like I feel like when Michael Chandler first got in the UFC, he was like calling Dustin out, and Dustin was like, "Okay, Bellator, sit down." Like he was like, yeah, "Whatever." Yeah. And now the tables have turned where Dustin, where Michael Chandler, like just got had a fucking fight of the year contender with uh, Justin Gaethje yep. and knocked out Tony Ferguson. And Dustin's coming off a loss of Chandler uh, uh, from from Charlotte, from Charlotte, like the tables have turned. And now Dustin is like, all right, I'll fight him. And, and Michael Chandler's like, wait a minute, remember the time you were big league in me? Like, yeah. He's not, whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, Michael like, Chandler, obviously anti mask piece of shit, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, we really need to see Dust, D- D- the, we really need to see Dustin Poirier win that fight. Yeah, dude. And I want to see it. There's a, there's a, like the South Florida rivalry between ATT and Henry Hooft. I'm not even a pretend to know what the new gym is, bro. When like, so like there was this rivalry for a long time with HT and Black Zillions, and then Glenn Robertson passed away, who was the head of Black Zillions, and then it split and it became like I don't know if it was both at the same time or if these were the same gym and they changed their name. But there was like Combat Club and there was Hard Knocks 365. Then they settled on Sanford MMA for a while, mm-hmm. and then literally the week of Ian Gary's fight, whenever that was recently, they decided to change it to like Killmonger MMA or something, or I think it's a name. It's like Killborn mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, is it a sponsorship issue? Like what, yeah, why the does the name keep changing? I don't want to, so whatever, but wherever Chandler fights and ATG where Dustin fights, there's, there's some sort of rivalry. And I think it'll be fun. And like the rank where they're on the rankings, it definitely makes sense. Like, yeah. I feel like Dustin Poirier is almost in an idea situation where they're trying to extend his contract for some reason. Like apparently he can't get a fight. And he literally was like, he said publicly, like, even though Colby called him out, he was like, I'll never fight that guy. He's just, he, he talks to personal and like, I don't want to bring my family into that. But it got, got to the point where he was on aero show saying like, I'll fucking even fight Colby at this point. Like I just need a fight. So I'm so fucking annoyed at the UFC for not putting him a fight. And like Michael Chandler is without a doubt partner too. Like the Poirier fight makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm glad you agree with me. How could I not? All right. Um... Thank you, Ms. Pants. What if I miss Pants had a funny tweet recently? Probably because she's full of them. Probably because she always has them. And always ratios me on the forum, dude. Wait. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> so the forum tweet has six likes. Hers had five, and I just liked it to make it six. So now we're even, which is yeah, like it. on me. Uh, it's so dumb. All right, so this is our from our boy Jimmy the Drunk, at Paroli Proud. He says, what are your favorite Derek Lewis moments? One in competition and one out of competition. Uh, he has another question, he, but I'll anytime he threw his uh, his jump kicks, those were always so great. The switch kicks that he that he would that he would throw, uh, those were always so great. Um, 
and are still great that when he throws those in the uh, when he plays. I think my favorite knockout of his is still the Travis Brown one, simply because he was like clutching his ribs and Travis Brown was trying to go in for the finish and Derek Lewis knocks him out. He and he has the follow up shots and fucking Mario Yamasaki was the ref. And in the post fight interview, Brian San asked about his ribs. He was like, no, I was just trying not to shit on myself. Love it. And then afterwards, which is is both in competition and out of competition. Exactly. Right. And then that was like, that was the night of like perfection for Derek Lewis Mm -hmm. because he had that interview. And also in that same interview, I think he started by saying like, where Ronda Rousey find that sack? Cause he's not got her husband. Like just fucking amazing. And then the post by presser, they asked about the stoppage and he said, I would really like to thank Mario Yamasaki for letting me get those extra hits in because Travis Brown is a woman beater. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Bro, yeah. you're um, on point. But, uh, and probably one of my favorite ones is, uh, is one of, <laughs> I mean, you know, I really like the Nganu fight. There's yeah, so much no. technique. No, his, uh, uh, Whenever he was fighting Cyril Gaon, and he was just like, "Well, pardon my French, but fuck you and fuck him too." <laughs> that was my. That was amazing. God, everything he's. I mean, like, uh, what a, what a gifted person on the mic. Yeah, what a gifted person on the mic, and uh, what a you know. I also really love his fight with Alexi Olenek because he like was deep in that scarfold, and he was just like refusing to tap. Yeah. Yeah. And then got the win. Like, how we love Derek Lewis. The Volkov win is is also top tier because yeah, and especially if my balls is hot. But that knockout was sick as fuck after losing the fight for most of it. Right. Um, I also remember like he had that fight with Volkov and in the post fight. He's like, "Fuck what you're talking about. I'm not talking about a title fight." He's like out of breath after 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then he gets the title fight against DC in Madison Square Garden. I was working in a grocery store at the time with uh, with a guy who do you do you remember hearing about this nutritionist, Lou Trition? No. Uh so he was actually Lou Lou, whatever of of Lou Trition was John Jones's nutritionist for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Shorty Torres, who was in the UFC for a few fights. Jose Torres, Troy Torres went to Brave FC or whatever. This guy that I worked with was, I was working at like a, a natural food grocery, grocery store. He was like in charge of like the supplement counter or whatever. And he was like, oh, we started talking. He found I was an MMA fan one day and he was like, you know, nutrition, that's my partner. I'm the other half of nutrition or whatever. Like he does the nutrition part and I do the supplements part. And I was like, okay. So we're talking about MMA, whatever. I was like, the, the, the Derek Lewis DC fight just got announced. And I was like, what do you think? He was like, DC's going to kill him. Like, absolutely kill him. And then I was like, yeah. But in the back of my mind, I was like, you never know. Derek Lewis could knock him out. Yeah, and like, yeah, what happened, dude? Like, he fucking, like, ankle picked him and just. <laughs> yeah, took Derek Lewis to task, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, one of my favorite Derek Lewis moments was in that fight. And it's not even a Derek Lewis moment, but one of the favorite things is like, the energy that DC had in one of his pre-fight press conference interviews, or it was like a pre-fight scrum, which is him. Basically my philosophy about Derek Lewis and DC was like, I do research on all my opponents. Derek Lewis is a guy that is not going to get finished. 
or that it doesn't get finished easily. Like he's not supposed to be here. You know, he's been in a prison. He's had a hard life and starts giving Derek Lewis his whole backstory. And he was like, Derek Lewis is number two in the world. He's on an eight fight win streak. He deserves to be here or whatever. He was like, he deserves a style shot. DC was big him up. And honestly, I got a little choked up. I'm getting a little choked up now. And like people write out Derek Lewis as being this funny guy and like a knockout artist. But honestly, bro, he comes to fight every time. That's true. It's very true. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. Probably most of our listeners are Derek Lewis fans, but like, I hate the Derek Lewis fucking hate, dude. I can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah, especially for the fact that he's been there. And like yeah. I said, you, know, you watch his Instagram, so he's training so fucking hard all the time. <laughs> and we're going to pivot from that intense moment to Jimmy's, the second part of Jimmy's question. He says, also, if you could pick one, one person to be on the receiving end of the African thrust choke that Dante Mays attempted to do, would it be? And he has a fucking little clip of the, do you remember this? Yes, of course. I remember the, the face thrusting. The face thrusting from Don Tomes against uh, Josh who fucking, If he was still there, would have been fucking Greg Hardy. Yeah, that's honestly first thing that's that came to my mind. You're <laughs> we're absolutely on the same page as that. But um, Who's I'm trying to think, is there another is there another heavyweight that I'm like, uh, you know what, Cyril gone. Fuck it. I'm in a post that said like Tom Aspinall would whack Cyril gone. And people got so mad in their feelings about it. And I'm like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, yeah. I mean, shoot. Bro, I'm laughing so hard at the next question. Um, do you remember when we got a question in the forum from, it was the real Kevin Hall, his, his profile picture is that like Bob, the, the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Put on the thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw a couple of his tweets. Fucking hilarious guy. I was like, instantly follow this guy. His question in the forum says, fairly new here. Has Triple C always been this weird? And honestly, yeah. the answer is yes and no. Because hear me out. Like, when he got the title, finally, like, when he beat Mighty Mouse the second time, or beat Mighty Mouse in their second fight, he didn't beat him the first time. He started this whole King of Cringe moniker. Yes. And everyone started to be like, oh, he's so annoying. And I was in there like screaming from the back. Hey, guys, he's always been annoying and I hate him. You guys just didn't know because no one said Like he didn't have the King of Cringe thing, but like he would he would be super try hard. And in my opinion, he would like say things that were like. Oh, I just hated him, dude. So like. The first time I he was even on my radar was when he fought DJ the first time, UFC 197. And I was watching the countdown show for that. And he was literally like, this is so dumb too. Like, I didn't, I, I, in hindsight, it's even more dumb at the time. I thought it was a little weird, but I also was like sort of new in this sport at that time. Like was watching for less than a year. And I was like, hmm, maybe that's fairly common. It looked like if you watched the countdown show for that fight, it looked like he was in a boardroom, like in a house holding a little like board meeting and they were watching tape and he was having like a meeting with his, with his like coaches or whatever. And he, he was looking at the coaches and he was like, how do you beat a mouse? You set traps, turns to the camera. Thank you for watching UFC countdown or like you're watching UFC countdown. And the, like, literally I'm watching on my phone or, or laptop or whatever. And I was like, fuck you yeah. <laughs> i was like so cringe and dumb he, yeah. and then he would say things too like uh mighty mouse 
starched him, gets him in the clinch in their in the first round of their fight, knees him to the liver, and Henry Cejudo is just done, just crumbles him. Uh, DJ gets the TKO finish. In the post fight press conference, Henry Cejudo is talking to the media and like as if they haven't watched fights for years, and right. obviously they most of them have not trained or fought. But he's like, I don't know if you know this, but when you get hit with a body shot, it paralyzes you. Mm. He's just like talking like. Oh, Oh, I just have hated Henry Sudo. He's and been pretty cringe. Was the Ultimate Fighter, and just like not makes an ass of himself, but definitely makes it like someone I would not want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, I was just like whatever, and it's so funny too. Like it was so awkward because he's he speaks a little bit of Portuguese, but mostly he doesn't think that Kelvin Gastelum does, where it's just like speak Spanish with a Portuguese accent. Uh, I was talking to Fernanda about it. They call it Portunyol, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Spanglish. Yep. Like Portu for Portuguese and Nyol for like Espanol, like Portunyol, yeah. they call it. Like he was just speaking Portunyol. And there was a, there was a fighter named, we would say Ronaldo or whatever, but Ronaldo in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to say his name in Portuguese and he was like, Rafael, Rafael. Like they were doing fight announcements, dude. And he was his team was like picking the fight, and he was like, We'll take our guy so-and-so versus Rafael. Rafael? <laughs> like he said like three times, and he was like, Oh, Ronaldo. And then the guy Ronaldo gets a finish and he was like, You're gonna remember my name. Of course. And he did. Yeah, fuck Henry Soto. And by the way, that guy Ronaldo, I wish I knew his last name, was the jiu-jitsu coach for Jose Aldo and Claudio Gadelia for like Novo Nial, Andre Panera's fight team in, out of Brazil. Like, he wasn't just a nobody. Like, I was like, hey, fuck you, Henry Sudo. But also, oh, fuck you, Henry Always Sudo. hated him. Always hated him, too. You know what annoys the hell I mean, too? After the end of Ultimate Fighter, he... Now, granted, he fights Joseph Benavides. The, ju- uh, the judges give it to Benavides. Mm-hmm. And I thought... Now, objectively, as much as I hate Henry Cejudo, I think he won that fight. Um, and he's in the press conference kind of whining about it. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he's literally like, he's like, I didn't get into the sport to be a big mouth. Because like at the time, like, Connor was really popular. And he was just like, saying, like, I don't want to, I just want to fight. Literally makes a whole persona about being a big mouth. Yeah. Hate, yes. hate, 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 hate. Hate him. Hate him. Hate him. And by the way, like, I don't need someone to have that kind of personality for me to like, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to have, I don't need anyone to have any personality for me to like them. One of my favorite fighters is Muslim Salkhoff. Can't speak a fucking word of English. Still love him. Yeah. Henry Sudo just sucks, dude. He does. Uh, Personality wise, obviously he can fight. It's just annoying. Are those other questions? That is all the questions we have for today. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get into our picks for UFC. Oh, not someone tagging Dustin Poirier in a response to um, to Sandy. Sandy, I'm gonna troll this motherfucker right now. Dustin right. listens to the podcast. <laughs> I'm such an idiot, um, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, let's do our fucking fight picks, huh? For next week. Yeah. Okay. Are you on topology? Am I ever? Yeah, I always am on topology. I forgot next week was Julian Pena versus Amanda Nunes, dude. Yeah. 
And Brandon Moreno versus Kaikara France. We got big, big, big fights. Big, big fights. Big, big fights. You what have your first fight at prelim, yeah. uh, Ankalaev and Anthony Smith. Yes, that's the that's the main card, yeah. Honestly, that should be headlining a fight night. I'm glad that it's on this super stacked pay-per-view, but could could stand alone for a fight night. And honestly, yeah. as good as Ankalaev is, I'm running with Anthony Smith, dude. I got Ankalaev. That's my boy. You could be right. I just can't pick against Anthony Smith. They're a little That's guy. fair. Uh, next fight I, we have is uh, Alexandre Pantoja versus Alex Perez. Alexandre Pantoja. Um, I'm going to go with Pantoja. I'm going to go with Pantoja as well. Yeah, he's too good. Um, Derek Lewis versus a fucking warm body. Derek yeah, Lewis, Derek obviously. Lewis all the way. We There's don't even no need way. to read his opponent. You guys can look it up if you want. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, now this one, Brandon Moreno versus Kai Car France. Car France. Yes, definitely Kai Car France. You got Car France for this one? Oh, I'm sorry, Brandon Moreno. Wow, dude. I was just listening. I was just look. I was like hyped for the fight in general. I was like, yeah, Kai Car France, because I do love Kai Car France, and right. I'm picking Kai against probably most of the division. But Brandon's Brandon my Moreno's, guy, dude. Yeah. He's great. Very, yeah. very amazing. All very right, amazing. And then we got uh, Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunez for the. Um, the bantamweight title um i, I think uh, i think amanda's going to come in a lot more aggressively and i think she's going to win yeah honestly this is a fight where to me anything could happen because yeah. of how the first fight went but yeah. i can't pick against amanda yeah no so that's those are our picks juice you want to shout out our patrons do i ever do we ever Quick shout out to the best people we know. APB, Sandy Pants, T-Cross, Alex from Jersey, Fee, Mixed Man, <laughs> Anonymous, Dave, all right, you can tell I'm trying to find list. <laughs> doing it from memory and failing. Here we go. APB, Sandy Pants, Alex Rizzo, T Cross Feed, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Mix the Man, Anonymous. Bro, when I was at my birthday, T Cross was like, Who's Anonymous? And I was like, I'm not telling. Well, and he never did. I never did. Leo doesn't even know. David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Pichet, Dave, aka Nobby Buckles. Super manly, Nick. Congrats on the engagement, Nick. Super wholesome. I met him and uh, his now fiance Vivian when I was in Houston. Amazing couple. We love them. Uh, super manly, Nick. David S. D. Crons. Harry Andrew. Cakes. Q. A. R. And Dash. Gotta love it. Come on, one of my new favorite Twitter followers is Dash. All right. Well. You can follow me at LeoGH2113 on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow. Also, um, join our Patreon, please, if you'd like to join the Fight Pick League, although the second, se- the second season, technically third season, I guess, um, is already underway. Yeah, um, I think I've been putting season three on there because we did have the first one, although yeah. I definitely didn't designate last season as being like season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... Join that uh, for a dollar. You can join the Fight Pick League just to have some fun with us. Um, And also you can join the other tiers. You can see our our great faces uh, whenever we're doing this as mine, as the sun is setting in Texas. Um, It's getting a little bit darker here, but anyway, um, Juice, where can they follow you? 
You can follow me at Montgomery. I'm just kidding. At Montgomery Wards. Yeah. Um, I almost gave up my burner. Um, yep. Wow. Friendly, friendly Spar Pod is right. where you can find me. And um, you can send the podcast an email. We always plug Leo's Gmail, but we never plug the goddamn podcast. Um, that fighting with myself pod at gmail.com. That's right. That's what this podcast used to be called. That is what it used to be called. Now it's a two man, two hander. Yeah, two mander. Two mander. That sounds like a evolution of Charmander. <laughs> I choose you, two, two mander. mander. So okay. dumb. Well, anyway, thank you. Enjoy the pool juice. Huh. You know what we haven't even talked about yet? 